All right, guys. Uh, welcome aboard to Be Connected Thursday night. I'm Misty Henkel. I'm the sales trainer for the group. I come out every Thursday night and I'm excited to teach you something new and interesting today. So I want you to have a think about weaknesses. What is what is your we're looking for your number one weakness in business. That's what we're looking. That's what I want you to keep in mind. That's what you're looking for today. Right. So we have many weaknesses, like all of us have many sort of weaknesses, but there'll be something that stands out above everything else. But you may not know what that is until you might think some things are a weakness until I get to the end of the story. So then we're going to have a look and see what that weakness is. Now, this is a bit of a story about turning weaknesses into... Jay, do you have your hand up for a reason? I'm sorry. I thought you were going to ask people what their weaknesses are. Oh, right. No, not yet. We're going to get there. Okay. okay. So... Um, so this isn't one of those ones where it's about how to turn your weakness into, into a strength, but underneath this line, has anyone ever heard of the line from Peter Drucker? There is nothing more useless than being really good at that which you should not do in the first place. We're not looking for that sort of weakness. Like if you really crap on your website, but you're not a website designer, then it's not about being good at something at which you shouldn't be doing anyway. It's about something else. So I'll give you some ideas of what some weaknesses are, right? Weaknesses include things like procrastination, overwhelm, too many choices, too much to do. Your focus may not be so great. You might have bright and shiny syndrome. Maybe it's social media posts, too many ideas for social media, yet really no time to pull anything together. Uh, could be networking, too many choices, too many events to go to. Following up, not following up, following up, um, not following up right in a way that's going to achieve anything, right? So boredom, not accepting help from people when you really need to accepting too much help and getting nothing done yourself. So these are the types of weaknesses we're looking for, right? So I'm going to tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was a boy, let's say he was around about 12 years old. Something happened to him. He had an accident and he lost his left arm. Now, prior to losing his left arm, he really wanted to be great at martial arts. So after losing his left arm, he still wanted to be great or as great as he could be at martial arts. He just had to go hunting around for a sensei that would train him. And he eventually found one in, as a, a judo expert, so a judo sensei. And um, and this judo sensei said, yeah, no problems. I, can I will train you up to be great at judo and martial arts. So given that the boy had a weakness, no left arm, the sensei had to decide what it was that he was going to teach. So he decided to teach the boy or what would be the most appropriate for him, given that he clearly has um, a weakness here on the left-hand side. So he decides to teach. He starts the boy off with one move and he gets the boy to practice this one move over and over. After about three months of the boy practicing the move, he says to his sensei, I don't want to second guess you, but I'm just wondering, don't you think I should be learning more than just one move? And his sensei said, no. He said, this one move, I promise you, will serve you for the rest of your life. So keep practicing. About another three months later, so we're looking at about six months into his training, a tournament came up. So the opportunity to enter into a tournament came up. The boy had been practicing a lot and he'd been improving. So the sensei had booked him into the tournament. 
The first two fights that the, the boy went into, he won quite easily based off his one move. He won quite easily. By his third fight, opponents were getting bigger and stronger and had been doing judo for quite some time. And it was a bit trickier for him to, um, to accomplish uh, winning each match. But as it came down to it, as he lasted longer, his opponents would get frustrated. And when they got frustrated, he was able to use his one move and defeat them. He finally made it to the point where he got into the semifinals. And so he's beaten everyone that he could possibly beat. He's now in the semifinals against the biggest and strongest of all the opponents that have been there in the judo competition. He starts the fight and it doesn't go easily on either side for either of them to, um, to gain points in either way. But as they were going more and more into the fight, the longer it took, the referee started to get a bit anxious for the one-armed boy, thinking that, um, you know, as he was tiring, that um, it could become quite dangerous. And so he called the timeout and went to the, um, the sensei and said, you know, I think we should call it quits here. And the judo master said, no, the fight will go on. And so as a result, the boy had to go back into the ring and, and continue on with the fight. As time went on, the really big kid, he, um, he was getting tired. And when he got tired, he made a mistake. And the boy was able to use his one move and defeat him, ending up winning the judo um, championship. On the way home, the boy and the sensei were talking about the competition and the moves that came towards him, the things that he had to dodge and weave and the things that he had to you know, fight against. And, um, and about the moves that he used in order to defeat all the opponents. But it was really playing on the boy. How was it that this one move, he was able to defeat everyone based off this one move? And he finally said to his sensei, how did I win based off this one move, right? And the sensei said, you won for two reasons. Can anyone give me one of the reasons as to why the boy would have won the fights based off the one move? He was an expert at it. He became expert at it, yeah, or just short of expert. Because he spent over six months training hard at one move, one move, one move. Think of the karate kid, right? Paint, you know, up and down, paint the fence, paint the house, right? Wax on, wax off. He's just doing so much of that that when it was time to practice the training, he actually had all the, the defense moves already trained into him based off cleaning, all those different things or painting the fences, right? So he became really good, and that's what the sensei said to him. Based off your training of that one move and the solid training you did for over six months, he said you were just sure of uh, master level in that particular move. He said that particular move is the hardest throw to master in all of judo. He said the other reason, this is one you can't guess, the other reason that you won the tournament is the only known move, known move to defeat that move like the only defense for your opponent to do to defeat that move is for them to grab your left arm yeah i know said it to my 10 year old the other day he had the same look as you allison right so the only known defense for that move was for someone to grab his left arm given that he didn't have it so his biggest weakness was he didn't have left arm and since the only defense was for someone to grab the left arm, which he didn't have, there was no way the opponent was able to defeat the move because it just wasn't there. So that's what I want us to look at right now. What is 
business, your weakness in business, something that you consider that, that is a weakness in business, and then what has to be done to turn it around? So I'll give you an idea. Richard Branson's biggest weakness in business. Yes, Jay, I'm coming to you. Biggest weakness in biggest weakness that he felt he had was his dyslexia, dyslexia and ADHD or ADD, whatever it is, ADHD, right? So he he couldn't read easily and he had trouble focusing. He considered that quite the weakness. So he decided that he would work really hard at putting strategies around that. Richard Branson not only reads um, and has written books, he's also one of the most focused uber achievers and that's how he uh, he achieves what he, what he does and probably has the most extensive library of his personal journals in business and his life than anyone else probably in the world, but definitely anyone else of the uber achievers to the point when whenever someone wants to take him to court, he just has to find out what their problem was and he can go back and find the date that that showed up and he has all the defence in the world sitting right there in a journal. And so his strategies came around learning to focus long enough to be able to read, write, write the journals, right? So that's what's made him such a super achiever. Jay, what's your... What do you consider to be your biggest weakness? Okay, so the, the, this this is not pretty much a secret. Uh, my inner circle are well aware of this. And my biggest flaw, my biggest weakness is I trust people too easily. Right. How do I use that and turn that into a strength? Right. Well, let's, well we're going to look into that, but let's start off with knowing what your weakness is. Right. So knowing it's it's kind of like um it's like anything, you know, and once you would once you know what your problem is, it becomes easier to, to kind of defeat the problem or solve yeah, the problem. You just don't right? trust so saying. let's go with this, right? <clears throat> yeah, I know you could choose to not trust, but how is that going to help you in any way? Right. So if you consider trusting someone your biggest weakness, all right, hold on to that and we'll come up with an answer. All right. So trust is your biggest weakness, you feel is your biggest weakness. Alison, you got a weakness? What? I don't even know where to start. Can I throw one up because I, yep. I coach you and I know one of your biggest weakness. Yep. Procrastination. Is, is, well, it, I don't think it's procrastination. It's shiny object syndrome. There you go. Shiny object <laughs> syndrome. Something else comes up and you go, oh, I'll leave that yep. now. I'll go into it. Yep. And you do. I'm not, not trying to put That's you down, Alison. Yep. Those who have shiny object syndrome are really good at starting stuff and really rubbish at completing anything at all. The answer to that one, Alison, so the answer to shiny object syndrome is pick one thing, dump everything else, and decide that you're only going to do it to completion. That's it, right? Yeah. I'm so, sorry for this new, well, it's not new, but new to me, where I turn everything off and for 25 minutes I do one thing. Yep. Then I start for five minutes, go and make a cuppa, go and scratch my bum, whatever, and then another 25 minutes. So it makes it focus, right? So you yeah. just got to put something around focus, but keep going back to the same thing over and over. Uh, mine is networking. Many, many events, lots of people don't have the ability to follow up on all the people I keep meeting. It's just... a good CRM that you could do that with, Fred, eh? Yeah, but not the way that I do it. Yeah. Right. And that becomes my weakness is that I keep I keep accumulating more and more people without the end results of being able to follow up with all of them as well. And that's just something because I just will go out and accumulate more rather than do the follow up. 
So I do the follow-up with some, but not with all. So I just keep accumulating. So a strategy must be put around me for me to stop accumulating and start finishing things off as well, right? Uh, who else? Who else has a weakness that they can see in themselves? Come on, man up, man up, all of you. Somebody. I'm a perfectionist. Perfectionist, right. Perfectionist, yeah. Which makes it a lot harder for you to start if it has to be perfect before you start. Well, I keep at it and just trying to make it better and better. Yeah, okay. So I see this a lot in coaches. Coaches, uh, let's take life coaches as an example. They start off with, um, oh, look, I'll tell you, Mark gave us a great example, right, of the coach that Leanne that he he works for who's who's amazing, and she is for many, many reasons, but he also rattled off about 75 different modalities that she do. She does. Now, she's clearly helping people and getting paid. Most coaches turn around and accumulate, accumulate, accumulate the knowledge and the degrees without actually the helping of other people because the end result is, well, I need to make sure that I'm better for them, the best that I can be so that then I can help. But actually, any degree is enough to help somebody who doesn't have any of that to start with. So it is about um, practice before it's perfect or just, just start. Uh, a lot of people who go, well, I know I've got to give more value than what I charge for. The value isn't in what you give. It's in you <laughs> running the show, right? Because people don't know the difference between perfect and imperfect. So with you, Faith, you keep wanting to make it perfect compared to what the customer has no idea what you're talking about. They don't know the difference, right? So perfect to them was you giving them help in the first place. So, but if you're aware of perfectionism being your weakness, then your strategy must be around stopping yourself from being perfect. So Richard Branson's was, his weakness was reading and focus. So he had to put it into reading and becoming focused. If yours is perfection, it's in stopping being perfect and moving forward. Anyone else got one, an idea? Yep, Ray. Yeah, not finishing, starting and not finishing. Yep, that's generally bright and shiny syndrome. Yes. You'll start many things, you'll see lots of things, you'll start but you're not finished. The strategy, the strategy around that is dump everything but one thing. Get so good at one thing. So even if you look at it, that one thing might be pick one thing to sell. I like to run 12-month experiments, right? So that's how the 2021 experiment came about. It was for one year. And then it became the 2022 experiment. But notice this year for my coaching, it's not 2023, it's 25 bucks, right? So I just, after two years, right, you just run an experiment for a year and then go with something else. So it could be as simple as I'm only going to sell one thing all year long. I can sell other things, but I'm only going to advertise one thing, accumulate as much as I can underneath one thing. And stop getting excited by everything else. Just don't do you realize? Do you realize how much that upset me when you went to twenty five bucks? Somebody yeah. like me with OCD, and all of a sudden you go to twenty five bucks. It just threw out my entire pattern of you. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, twenty five bucks. I'm like, no, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. I started getting an anxiety attack. It's not supposed to be twenty five bucks. You've got to start living in the future, Jay. I'm already in twenty twenty five right now. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So we're getting the idea, right? So I want you to look into yourself this week and really look at what is the weakness that you hold? It's going to be way simpler than what you're looking for it to be. It's going to be way simpler, 
right? It's going to fall underneath procrastination or focus or bright and shiny syndrome, right? Jay's decided that his is um, is is trust. I actually don't consider that a problem, Jay. Okay. It's um it's I'll it's not that. actually a problem. My suggestion would be just keep going with the whole trust thing. Yeah. Decide to trust everyone until they break that. And collectively, there'll be few that break it compared to the many that don't. In which case, don't worry about it too much. My sister does things like this. She goes to, she's um, she works for government. When she goes to interviews to sort of go up the ranks, they ask her a question. Yep, I'll wrap it up. So they ask the question, they always ask the question, what's your biggest weakness? So what's your strength and what's your weakness? This might be very telling as to what you're good and what you're bad at. Her strength is she says yes to everything. Her weakness is she says yes to everything. So have a think about it like that. What's my strength? What's my weakness? And see if it's the same sort of thing. See, Alison's strength is she's an artist. So she gets excited by all these different things. Her weakness is she gets excited by all these different things, right? My strength is my networking. My weakness is my networking, right? So you might find that your strength and your weakness is exactly the same thing. And then it's just a matter of working out a strategy. If you fix that, if you work a strategy on one thing, Richard Branson only concentrated on one thing. And as a result, he is one of the biggest achievers, super achievers in the world. There could be something in there for us. All right.